Hello there. Thank you for joining us again on The Basic and The Brain. For those of you who may have missed us the last few weeks, we're Alina and Maddie, aka The Basic and The Brain, and we're here to bring Botox and Bravo to the fucking table for your next dinner party. Yeah, I mean, think of it as us bringing basic bitch topics into the intellectual sphere. So grab yourself a glass of wine, or White Claw, or whatever hard seltzer, alcoholic drink of preference, (laughs) and join us for this week's episode. So um, I know we have so much to talk about um, regarding BBQs this week. Like there's so much that went on. Like the amount of articles we have to get through is quite extensive. Um, But I wanted to share with you because as we all know, being the brain, I love to fucking read nonfiction like no other, right? Like it's every week. I'm buying like another couple of books. Um, I'm pretty sure Pierre is going to like divorce me at some point because I've like compiled so much that like we need like a storage unit separately for the amount of books <laughs> that we have. Um, you should do a book but, swap or just use a Kindle. I just, I don't like Kindles cause I like the feel of a book and I like the actual like page turning, which I know is awful for the environment, but there's something about reading. I've, I've actually tried, Pierre did buy me a Kindle um, and I tried to use it, but it's just not the same. Just not like, for you. It's just not for me. Yeah. Um, but I recently came across this book. Um, so it's called A Billion Wicked Thoughts. And it's an interesting one. And I think we should do an episode on this. But essentially, it's like it's been done by two computational, um, I think they're neuroscientists. And they basically look at all of the sort of adult entertainment data, but then also like search data um, in order to come up with theories around like sexual desire and human desire. Because like surprisingly, we just, as a society collectively, we just haven't really done much in regards to like sexuality, sexual desire, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Which is funny, but it's also because of like, I think like conservative ideals and not wanting to put like public funding or research funding towards it. But I got to a point in this book and mind you, I'm pretty open-minded. I would like to say like, I'm not one to judge, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, there's things that float people's boats. That's totally fine. And like there are cultural differences and age differences, demographics, whatever it is. But I got to a point in this book and I was like, I was like, ah. I was like and that's enough reading for today. Um, I'm so nervous. <laughs> like, what are you going to say? <laughs> it's so bad because I literally, I was like in my head, I was like, I can't hold on to this information by myself. Like I have to share it. Cause like, if I have to suffer, everyone else has to suffer with me. Like that was the thought process. So okay. in the book, they're talking about like sexual desire and whether or not it's a like social conditioning or like nurtured, or if it's just like innate. Right. And they talked about, there's a story of a boy who essentially got his, during a circumcision, got his um, penis completely burned off. Um, And then they ended up making, like basically doing um, transitional surgery to make him a female. And he pretty much struggled through most of his life. Um, And then the parents finally came clean. It's like a whole thing. Um, Mm. But... Uh, there was, it wasn't really that part of the story that messed me up. It was the second part of the story where essentially there's a tribe 
um, hold on, let me get the name of said tribe because this is really uh, messed me up. It's in Papua New Guinea. Uh, they're called the Sambia. Um, so they believe that semen is the essence of manhood. Um, and apparently all Sambian boys uh, have to ingest um, a lot of semen in order to become strong masculine men. And so it's part of the culture uh, for boys to apparently fillet the teenagers. So it's not like older creepy men, it's just the teenagers um, so that they can become big, massive, masculine men. Um, and then, yeah, once they you know go through puberty, then they're the ones who get filleted. So um, I just need to share that. So because, like I said, I got to that point in the book and I was like, Maddie's done reading today. <laughs> Wait, so there <laughs> are a bunch it. of... <laughs> teenage boys yep. or no young boys who have you said who have not hit puberty yet yeah prepubescent <clears throat> prepubescent boys mm-hmm. are giving head mm-hmm. to the pubescent boys mm-hmm. with the hopes that swallowing mm-hmm. will make them strong mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the, the point of this was that um okay. Because of this behavior, they thought that homosexuality may be like a larger percentage of the population of that tribe. It's not. It's only about 5%, which is about on par with Western society. Um, But I just, you know, like I said, I have a pretty open mind about things. But I just like sat there and I was like, who came up with this? And how is it that a tribe has been like, yeah, this totally makes sense. So I was like, I was like, Maddie's done reading today. I'm really scared as to like what else I'm going to find in this book, honestly. (laughs) I'm really glad you shared this. I'm really confused. Poor Mark wasn't part of this tribe because, you know, (laughs) I'm sure he wouldn't have minded that um, considering the way things are going. No, I'm joking. Um, Wait, no, that I I get my, my brain initially goes to like how, is it like a voluntary thing? Is it like, okay, today you have to give head to your friend? How does that work? How, what, like, I need to understand more. I have a lot of questions about like the determining factors between who does what to who and when and how. And like, again, is it just like organic? Is it, hey, you look like you're fertile. Can I go down on you? Or is it like, no, like you have like a partner that you're sure. assigned to? It's like a scheduled session in school, maybe. I don't know. Like you have a period where it's like blowjob period. I, I don't no know. I'm just kidding. Way. Like, I just I the fact of the matter is is like how has this not been debunked yet within their tribal community? Like out of all the years that this has been happening for. I mean, I don't know much about this tribe, but I, I why would it be debunked, right? I'm sure that like the head of the tribe is probably like a big, strong man and he probably enjoyed it as a kid and is like, let's continue with this because this is a great great way process. of raising the children. Um, okay, I'm going to need you to like <laughs> look into this further. I don't know if I can because mentally, like I said, I literally went like, Shh, like my brain couldn't process what I was reading and I was like, yeah, I think I think I'm done for today. Yeah, I th- I think I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I'm I'm unsure on how I feel, but again, I have questions. 
If anybody I, wants to do research and then just refer back to us, <laughs> I need to know again, is it a scheduled, like scheduled programming? Is it something like, are you assigned? Is it the same guy? What if like, what if the, you know, I get assigned the kind of little shrimpy guy and then you get assigned the like big buff man. How is that fair? I would assume that like you're getting better swimmers and I'm not like, Could I you just imagine? have questions. I need like, to, I need to know how this works. You can't bring this, this up like, and then not follow up. I mean, like, can you imagine if this was, like, observed, though, and, like, they have, like, a little checklist of, like, has little Timmy, like, gone through it for today? Has And, like, you literally oh. have to check off, like, how many people have, have done it. This is what I'm saying. I, I, I need to know. There's a certain allotted amount of semen in order to grow up big and strong. I, I, need, I, need, to, I need to know more about this. So we're going to have to do a little bit more digging into this, and then we'll follow up on a full-blown episode. Yeah. So now for wild. all of our listeners, if I had to go through that, I'm now glad that I get to share it with you all. So now you all have this information and do with it what you will. <laughs> I feel kind of, okay. feel a little yeah, dirty. And- <laughs> this is a lot for a Sunday morning. I'm not going to lie. Imagine how I felt literally reading this like on a casual, like, what was it? Like, I think it was 4th of July, like Monday morning. Like, oh, I'm just going to like read this. <laughs> I mean, the more you know, right? I'm going to learn so much today and learn I did. Learn I did, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Anyway, I think this is a good time for us to segue into our basic pitch quickies. (laughs) Um, And for those who are listening in, new and old, this is our segment where we kind of go through headlines throughout the week um, and give sort of our top of mind thoughts on them. Um, And with that, we've got a lot to go through today. So we're going to try to be snappy with it. Um, So the first one of the day, is at Doja Cat and Noah Schnapp sharing of their DM combo. What do we think? So I think we want to give a little bit of context here. Yes. So I'm getting better. Con- Love that. Do you <laughs> want okay, to give so the context? Basically, yes. So okay. Noah Schnapp is the actor who plays Will on Stranger Things, Will Byers. Um, yes. Very interesting character arc. I, do, I know that you don't watch it. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Okay, yeah, you yeah. really should watch it. I I kind of hate to admit that I watch it because I feel like it goes against everything that I am, but it's addictive. Anyway, so um, Noah plays Will Byers in the series Stranger Things and in season four, which by the way, very confused, and this is confirmed yesterday, I think everybody thought that season four was supposed to be the last episode, uh, the last season, and now suddenly it's season five, so... Lots of questions there. Well, the weren't they doing like a two-part season? So like they season did. four was going to be two parts? Oh, they so did. the two parts are out. Oh, interesting. Okay. And there's still one more season. So I think that they were like, wait, this is like way too much of like a, a money tree that we got to keep shaking. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so in this recent season, season four, there's a new character that was introduced to us. His name is Eddie. And he's mm-hmm. like even more lovable than Steve Harrington, which I don't think I didn't think could have happened. And um, again, he was introduced to us, Joseph Quinn. Joseph Quinn, correct. Yes. Um, and people are just like falling in love with him. And yes. so Doja Cat, I'm assuming, is a big fan of the series. She reached out to Noah on Instagram. I'm assuming, mm-hmm. basically DM'd him and was like, "Hey, can you like set me up with Joseph, your co- your coworker or whatever, your castmate?" And then she was like, "Wait, does he have a girlfriend?" And then I don't remember what Noah said back, but basically he then like screenshotted it and shared it with the world and she's pissed. Yeah. So this is an interesting one because like A, Noah Schnapp is 17, right? So the fact that Doja Cat, like a 26-year-old, is reaching out to a 17-year-old to ask him to like hook it up with a coworker who's 
you know, of age. Uh, seems a little strange to me. Um, secondly, uh, she ended up live streaming. I can't remember if it was on TikTok or Instagram where she basically mm-hmm. said all these things about Noah. Um, I don't think she said anything necessarily like terrible, but from what I gathered, she was like, you know, he's young. Of course we make mistakes when we're young. He's allowed to make mistakes, but like that was not cool. Um, that's like borderline snake shit is what she said. And like everyone is coming after her over the fact that she did that. And then some folks believe that it was a PR stunt to a degree. Um, all in all, I'm kind of curious as to your thoughts of like, do you think it was appropriate? Because here's the other thing. Bobby Millie Brown also... Millie Bobby you know, Brown. Millie Bobby Brown. Oh, my God. Millie Bobby Brown. Um, she was, like, having sort of a friendship with Drake and other celebrities, and a lot of people were shitting on her for that. Um, so I'm kind of curious to hear, do you think it was appropriate for Doja to reach out to this 17-year-old? I don't see why... she. It's not like she was grooming him. That's true. She wasn't, if she was like, hey, are you single? Do you have a girlfriend? Obviously, very inappropriate. I think the fact that she reached out to him about his colleague, I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's weird. I think that she needs to like calm the fuck down and also realize, my friend, you're sending a, a private message to someone that it appears she doesn't know. Like, yeah. I, I feel like that's free reign, right? Or like that, that's fair game, sorry. Yeah, that's fair. And, and and when I say fair game, I just mean like you live in a world and like you are a celebrity. You should know this. I feel like almost better than the rest of us that sometimes, you know, like you put something out there and it's in writing, it, it you, people are, might share it. Like she could have sent it on Snapchat if she was that concerned. Oh my God, people still on Snapchat? Apparently. Oh my God, this is still a thing? Yeah. Apparently it's very much still a thing, but Jeez. regardless, regardless, I, I don't know. I feel like what, like, what do you expect? I think you have to live your life expecting that anything you do and say will be used. will come back. will yeah. be used. will be seen. And yeah. I also don't think it's that fucking serious. And like, no offense if you were that interested in him, like for real, for real, DM him yourself? Well, that's the thing, though. It's like if you read through the text convo or the DM convo, she was asking, I think, for a way to connect with Joseph Quinn. And he was like, just reach out to him directly yourself. And she was like, I can't find his socials. And then he forwarded his Instagram to her. So, like, she couldn't Uh, find it herself, which weird. But nonetheless... Um, and so okay. apparently she didn't, she didn't know. That's why she reached out to him directly. So I don't know if they have a friendship prior to all of this or like what the situation is, but I find it strange. A lot of people are upset with Doja. Like if you go on TikTok right now, pretty much on all of her videos, everyone's like justice for Noah. Justice oh my for God. What? Who the fuck cares? <sighs> um, it's just like weird that people have so much time to like pick sides about this. I just think the ethics around the age thing is interesting to like utilize someone who's under age as the middleman between you and another grown adult was weird. And then secondly, to your point, the fact that she just assumed that a conversation between another celebrity would be kept private when in actuality, we all should know better celebrity culture. Like everyone's obsessed. They're probably going to use it for clout some way or another. I, I also just did a really quick like chat um, search and someone Mm -hmm. posted Genuinely confused why Doja Cat is responding with this energy. She had already made her interest in Joseph Quinn public. It's not like Noah re- re- relieved anything. 
She hadn't essentially already publicized herself. Like, why are we throwing on the words power play and sneak shit? And she had tweeted on May 30th, Joseph Quinn, fine as shit. Well, I think it's also the fact that like, maybe there's some kind of celebrity code. You know, there's like girl code, bro code. Maybe there's like a celeb code that like, you know, if you're engaging in conversation like that, like you don't post it or, you know, I've seen celebrities before post DM conversations. And a lot of times I believe they're in on it, both parties. They'll like agree in advance and they'll say like, oh, they said it was okay. Um, I don't know. For me, it's like human decency, I guess. But like, I can't blame the kid. He's 17. Like, what do you expect? He's probably like freaking out that Doja Cat, like, you know, Message to me, want to tell the world. Um, but yeah, anyway, I don't know. I, I don't, I like, I think that she needs to just like calm down and like cool yeah. it a little bit. It's not that fucking serious. Yeah. Maybe that was his way of being like, look, Joseph Quinn, she likes you so much. She reached out to me. Whatever. This is just, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I don't know. I agree. Um, okay. Let's go on to the next one. Okay. Um, so this one I thought was hilarious when I read it because I was like, what is the actual plausibility of this? Army Hammer, a regular in Cayman Islands resort offices. So for context, Army Hammer completely disgraced, scandalized. I believe it was like, there was just like a lot of information floating around, but it was like underaged girls, right, that he was like having relations with. Mm-hmm. And then there's at some point like cannibalism thrown around. Yeah. But, but basically this man has been absolutely disgraced from the Hollywood scene, um, exiled. Apparently he's now hanging out in the Cayman Islands and there's like photographic proof that he's like working in the like tourist office or something like that and like doing tours of the grounds. And I'm sitting here like, how far have we fallen from grace? So I, I, when all of that was happening, I feel like I kind of tuned it out a little bit because I realized who is Army? Like, do I know this guy? What do I know him from? He's so... A, I, I thought he was cute. Um, what was he in? Army Hammer. Oh my! Literally, all of the articles are like the fall of Army Hammer. So okay, funny. well, so he's an actor, right? He's an yes, actor. He's apparently, an actor. I literally have never seen this man on screen ever. But regardless, like again, I remember that there was a lot happening. It was like he was abusive, I think, to his now ex-wife. And then I think he cheated on her. And then to your point, there was a cannibalism somewhere in there. But I looked into this when, you know, when I saw that this was a thing. Mm-hmm. This guy's family, like they they own private jets. <laughs> I, I, I know. I'm inclined to think that like he's probably not. I don't know, and he came out and his people were like, yeah, no, he's not, he's not giving tours. He doesn't work at the resort. Which is interesting because people are saying that he is and people are based off of their experience and what they're seeing in the Cayman Islands that apparently he's selling timeshares. And then there's like another camp that is saying that he's actually helping a friend out. Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely not accurate. Like, why would he do that? This guy, this guy shows no signs of, I'm a good person, going to help my friend sell timeshares. I don't think that's true, but I also feel like oh God, that flyer looks fake as fuck. That, no, there's a new article that just came out. Hold on. I'm going to send it to what? you so you can take a look at this because... Where are you oh, sending it? <laughs> I'm like... Oh, in the messaging. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, it's like, which mode of So literally there are photos of him in as like literally working as a timeshare salesman in the Cayman Islands. 
He's pitching the benefits of owning property in the beautiful vacation spot. Okay. Okay. Oh, he's from the social network. I know who this is. Yeah. Maybe he also, just- he was man from uncle. He was also in, um, I think death on the Nile. I think he was in, um, he's like been in a lot. I think he did a voiceover for like cars three. He, he did, had like a voice acting spot. Um, he's done quite a bit, but like, you know, kind of behind scenes. I mean, but yeah, I mean, it's just very strange to see someone. And then this goes back to like celebrity culture, how like we put these people on such a pedestal that we think that once they fall, like they still have a whole bunch of cushion when in actuality, it's like once these people fall, like that was their job. Mm -hmm. Like now they have to find another job. Kind of like how, um, what's his name from the Cosby show. So one of the actors from the Cosby show, he was actually found working at Trader Joe's. It was either Trader Joe's oh, or Whole Foods yes. and, yep. mm-hmm. and like a lot of people are like, wait, what are you doing here? Like, why are you doing this? And it's like, well, I couldn't get any acting roles. So this is like what I do now. Um, yeah. It's like, we shouldn't be putting these people on pedestals. Like once they fall, they got to find another job. So it's just funny to me that everyone is like making it a big deal. But also I kind of find it funny that out of all the things to do, once you become disgraced from this industry is to like go and be a salesman for, you know, uh, timeshares. That's interesting. I mean, maybe he felt like, hey, if I go there, no one would expect it. And so nobody will like recognize him. Obviously, that's not the case, but false. (laughs) It's not we. Uh, Yeah, no, I I just, I think I I would like to know like what, obviously we know he made bad decisions, like moral decisions, but like what bad financial decisions did you make that you went from growing up with like a private jet to this? But also, didn't he also go through divorce? So, like, that's also... Yeah, but still, private jet money. I mean, I would imagine that you're going to be okay, right? Like, if you have private jet money, even if you lose 50% of it in the divorce. Yeah. I don't know. Jet money. (laughs) This doesn't make sense. Mismanagement of funds, y'all. Like, yeah. Or maybe he enjoys selling timeshares. Maybe he wants something to bide his time with. I don't know. I guess there are also worse jobs you could do. Like you're on the Cayman Islands, like selling exactly. Like, come on, like that's out of all the things that you could be doing, that's not the worst thing. I totally agree with that. So, so all right, Army, okay. you win. <laughs> exactly, you win. Cayman <laughs> Islands. Um, okay, next one. Um, so, as we all know, we love our Kardashian family updates. Um, this one was an interesting one. Uh, Northwest held up a sign saying stop so people would stop taking pictures of her at the Jean-Paul Gaultier Hot Couture show. I have to say Northwest is a sassy one. Yeah. Oh my God. She was not having it. Did you see that video where literally she just had this thing? She was like, stop. <laughs> it's it's like... Face. <laughs> I've never so... seen her be more Kanye than in that moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think she is his daughter. Oh, 100%. <laughs> so I watched the video and I, so I saw it a couple of days ago and I thought that maybe it was like someone photoshopped that because I, I, I didn't realize that it was, she was doing it at photographers. Mm-hmm. And now with the context, it makes me really sad for her. Oh, yeah. It really does. She, I think, what happened? She, like earlier in that same week, I think was also talking to uh, paparazzi and told them, like, why do you need to keep taking photos of us? Like, she straight up asked them. 
Um, I think she's like over it. She's like, can I please have a semblance of privacy? But then that's hard because like your mom makes her money from that. So I don't know what to tell you, homegirl. Yeah. So that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, I I really hope that Kim, I'm sure Kanye will, t- you know, take issue with this if she feels this way. Cause I do think like he doesn't want that for his kids. Right. You know, the mm-hmm. whole, uh, Kim and North have a, have a TikTok account. He was pissed about that, all that stuff. I, I hope that Kim maybe reconsiders bringing her daughter with her to fashion week. And I'm I'm sorry, I don't mean to like put that ownership on her, but at the end of the day, like her, she loves her children. I think we can all agree upon that. And I think yeah, she's 100%. a good mother. But mm-hmm. I think like if your daughter is this bothered by that, like you need to do something to shield her from that. And unfortunately, you've chosen to create this life for yourself where yeah. you can't take your kids to a, a couture fashion show, unfortunately, without them having paparazzi on their mm-hmm. tails. And like, and and so I feel like, is it the paparazzi's fault? Not necessarily. They make a living off of doing this too. Mm-hmm. Also, the Kardashians are known for calling the paparazzi on themselves. Maybe not anymore, but they used to be. So it's like yeah. there is quid pro quo there. And and I think like, again, it is unfortunate, but sh- if, if she wants her children to be happy, she needs to respect their wishes. And unfortunately, North, maybe like you're going to be like, there's going to be a little bit more semblance of normalcy in your life. You're not going to get to go to the Balenciaga show and sit front row with your mom. Yeah. I don't it's know. Like, like balance. I, I agree. I I, th- I think that again, it's just like the accountability should be on her mother and her father to make the decisions to mm-hmm. not give her that experience if she's going to potentially leave like traumatized. I don't. Maybe that's a little bit harsh. Maybe people are like, no, the paparazzi should respect her wishes as a nine year old or whatever she is. But like, yeah, I think <laughs> this is a tough one because yeah. it's like who has accountability? Because like you can't enforce anything on anybody, right? Especially since paparazzi, that's how they make their money. But then also it's a symbiotic relationship between celebrity Mm -hmm. and the paparazzi. Do the Kardashians need the paparazzi anymore to your point earlier? Not really. No, but still within the industry, it's Mm -hmm. a thing, right? Because they're going to sell those photos to a magazine and the designer that she's wearing is going to get a certain level of publicity. It's just like a, everyone benefits, right? Exactly. Um, So I agree with you. Except the kid. Except for the kid, of course. I think this is, to your point, it's definitely on uh, Kim to have that conversation with her daughter, I think, and like strike a balance because like, yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but North, this is the world that you were raised in. And if there's a certain level of privacy that you require and want, Mm -hmm. then lifestyle is going to need to change a little bit um, Mm -hmm. because... I mean, don't get me wrong. Would I love for there to be laws that like protect everyone's privacy? A hundred percent. But like, once again, the paparazzi culture has been symbiotic to this industry. So like, that's a very hard thing to decouple now, given how many years it's been in the making. Yeah. Um, and especially too, with everyone having like iPhones, like people, no matter, even if it's not the paparazzi, like people who are like enamored by celebrity culture and, you know, are celebrity obsessed, they're always going to take their phones out and be like, oh my God, I was right next to Northwest and like take a snapshot, right? Like, yeah. So I hate to say it, there's no way of getting around it, especially in our modern world. So yeah, it's really up to Kim and I hate to say it, but, you know, having the hard conversation with North of like, this is a balance you got to strike. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because her cousin Mason, Mason, Courtney and Scott's son, he came out and said, I don't want to be in the public eye. That's why he's no longer on the Kardashians. That's why I don't think he has social media. I remember the, there, there was that whole thing where he like went live. Yeah. 
and it, you know, like broke the internet or whatever. And then I think since that, you know, he's, he's literally removed himself from the public eye. And I think, you know, good for him for having that. He's obviously a little bit older than North, but I think, I, I don't know. I, I, now, now I'm thinking about this in, in, in more detail to He's removed himself from it. North obviously is not happy with the paparazzi. And then um, was it Rain, Courtney's other son, who when they were in Italy, they were like walking to the reception or they were walking somewhere. And apparently, I think it was, I think it was Rain. And he like freaked out in paparazzi too. Like, have they thought about the fact that they have chosen not only to live this like lifestyle, right? And this is how they make their money um, to be public figures what it's doing to all their kids. And I just think it's really interesting that like the quote unquote first family of reality television, like how many of their kids now seem to be having problems just living a life as a child. I mean, can you imagine from a developmental standpoint, like how these kids are probably fucked? Like, oh God, they grew up with cameras in their faces Mm -hmm. 24 seven where people at school were telling them like, oh, what's going on with your family? We saw these things. We know that your auntie has a sex tape. We know this. We know, you know what I mean? Like, could you imagine living that kind of existence where nothing is kept secret from the world, where all of your information, all of your family's info is out there? Like that probably does some pretty severe damage. So I can only imagine what this new generation of celebrity kids are going to be like. Fucked. Well, yeah. they're all going to be rich, but they're going to be fucked, like fucked. mentally and emotionally. Yeah. And it's really, it's really sad. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, it, it's hard, right? Like, do you allow her then to, ha- to have this TikTok and be public yeah. with whatever she feels comfortable, you know, publicizing? But wh- how do you then draw the line? Like, I feel like given the nature of, or like just the the status of their celebrity. Yeah. I don't think that there's a balance. I think it's all or nothing. Like you either have to like yeah, turn it can't. off. You can't. You know? Um, so it's and again it's sad. I don't blame North. But, but it, I also it is a think like thing. it's a it's a product of their life. Yeah. Because so their parents are products. Mm-hmm. Hate to say it, but <laughs> literally. Um literally. Okay. Anyways, we gotta okay. we gotta move we gotta, on we gotta to the keep next it moving. One. Got to keep it moving. Um, So Kim Kardashian finally comes clean about cosmetic procedures she's had. So this is an interesting one because I still think she denied that she had uh, lip fillers. Was that the thing that she denied? Um, And in my head, it's like, I just need you to come clean entirely. Like, oh, like entirely because like you can't give me like half ass bullshit (laughs) and like not like give me the full picture. I think that's what's what's annoying me here. So apparently she said that she has not had any fillers. She, we know that she famously took a photocopy of her butt to prove, I think, that she didn't have implants because a photocopier is, yes, is an x-ray machine, right? Oh, did, no, no, yeah. no. She did get x-ray. Sorry. I don't know why I was picturing that. Anyway, moral of the story is she says she didn't, she doesn't have implants. She said she's never done fillers. She said that she's only done a little bit of Botox recently after a decade of not doing it. And she said that she stopped doing it because the last time she did it 10 years ago, she had some side effects. And I was like, what side effects? Or she had like a a reaction to it. And apparently it was like bruising and swelling. What? Anybody who gets Botox knows that like you're going to bruise. Look, I have a bruise right here, a tiny little bruise right there because I just got Botox on the other day. They make you sign yeah. a consent form. You know this going into it. Like, I just think it's so fucked up how, again, like how irresponsible she is. They are. Yeah. Like, you know that there are girls, there are women 
there are men that look up to you that like like have set beauty standards for themselves based on you. How dare you? It, like it makes me so angry. Yeah. Like fuck you. It's like at this point in our society, like I think there's a lot more transparency and openness about, you know, these things. I think like we as a society collectively are like, if it makes you happy, go fucking do it. I can't tell you how many people come out and are like, I'm proud. Like I got, you know, I got tits done or I got a BBL or I got whatever. Like there's no shame in this anymore. Like the fact of the matter is like you lying is doing a lot more like negative perception towards you than positive. Like I feel like if she came clean, like a lot of people would be like, okay, thank God. Like we know that she's not real. Right. Like in the sense of like her physique and everything. I know that Kim works out really hard. She's like disciplined with her eating, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, you can't say that your ass is the way that it is and your hips are the way that they are like naturally because it doesn't look natural and it doesn't make sense from like a body sizing perspective. Like, no, sorry, not like sorry. it's not normal to have an 18 inch waist and then a 50 inch ass. It's just yeah. that proportion yeah. bodies are not proportioned like that. And your entire family's body's not going to be proportioned like that. And like, exactly the other, so the other thing that she said in the allure in the allure, um, uh, article and allure is the one who, published this and obviously every other media publication has picked it up since because it's absolute bullshit. But she said she genuinely cares about looking good. And she said that she probably cares more than anyone else in the world about looking good. And then she said that although she didn't used to be, she's now quote unquote at peace with not being perfect. Once again, fuck you. Like I, 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 are you insane? I don't know how or why there's been this sudden transition, I think, with the Kardashians since they switched over to this Hulu show. Um, I think they've really lost touch with reality, like really lost touch with reality. And they're becoming so disconnected from the average human that I, I don't know what bubble it is that they're living in or why they feel like they need to keep putting up this facade for some odd reason. Um, but it's really annoying the shit out of me and not just me. I think collectively a lot of people are starting Uh to turn on them. Um, like I can't tell you how many posts I see where it's like eat the rich. The first ones that are going are the Kardashians, for example, because I feel like they're so out of touch and it's like, just be honest, be genuine. Like that's Uh what we loved about them. I think with the original show that they did where like, I remembered watching the first few seasons and I was like, I actually love this because it's it's them kind of being more authentic of like what their struggles are and what's going on. And like now mm-hmm. it's like, like, I don't believe you. You are not relatable in any way, shape or form. They're not. You have lost all touch with reality. Like I'm over it. Yeah. It's, and, and to your point, right? Like we're in a recession where all these things and then they are, they literally are just flaunting, flaunting their incredible flaunting. wealth at people. And I, th- uh, I do, I agree. People are fucking tired of it. I mean, I'm still not going to get over that Disneyland bullshit. Like the fact that they got VIP. You're so mad. I'm so mad about it because there are other celebrities who will go on rides, but they won't take up the whole ride themselves. They'll still allow people to get on the rides with them. Like you are not better than everyone else. Like having the peasants to this, like, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not here for it. (laughs) But anyway, I end a story for me. Kim K, like, get fucking real. Like, this is a joke if you mm-hmm. think that people are going to believe this. Like, we don't. Nobody does. Uh, be honest. People will like you more if you, yep. like, go back to being authentic. Because right now you're not. You're trying to cater, or, like, this 
certain narrative about who you are when in actuality it's like we've seen your evolution like yeah the more you create this like false narrative out there like the more people are going to disconnect from you because we just Mm -hmm. don't find a common thread anymore yeah I totally agree to be honest I agree okay okay next next one so this is a pretty big one um Amber Heard is requesting a mistrial due to an incorrect juror. So for context for folks out there, um, we have found out that one of the jurors, and, and this isn't like so insane in comparison to like what the title of the article is actually saying. It's not like someone like popped up <laughs> randomly who wasn't supposed to be there is there. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently there's like a senior and a junior. They both have the same name. They both live at the same household. And apparently it was supposed to be the senior and it, the junior yeah. was the one who ended up showing up for um, the jury duty instead. And I guess nobody checked IDEs. Nobody like double confirmed <laughs> or double checked, which is like wild to me. Wild. Um, and so that's why Amber is now saying that this impacted her ability to have a fair trial, um, which legally, I think she's right. I, so yes. And like, I wonder how this will actually play out in the courts because like they still Mm. had to do like the jury selection, right. Of like asking them questions to ensure that they weren't biased. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. Number two, it could have also been like an honest mistake. Right, that like the senior or the junior thought that it was them versus the other. Like, I don't want to like go in and say like malicious intent that the se- that the junior was just like, oh, I'm gonna take this on. Or maybe the junior was like, mom, dad. I, I don't know what the what because the the article doesn't really go into specifics as to their names yeah. or like what mm-hmm. sex they are. But like, imagine it's like, mom, dad. Like, I don't want you, given how sick and tired you are. Like, I'll go in your place, right? Which I know is illegal. Um, but I'm just curious as to like how this is going to play out in court because this doesn't necessarily mean that she didn't have a fair trial, right? Because they already did the questioning in order to ensure that it was an unbiased jury that was selected. But also, like, did it affect like her being able to have a speedy trial or a fair trial by like just like switching the person that was from the same household? Yeah, so I was going to see if there was another article that came out because I was scouring the internet and I wasn't sure if they determined, you know, was it like literally Alina, you know, same last name, junior and senior. And the only thing that could have been misconstrued was the birthday or something like that. The thing that I did read, which I think is not in the favor of the juror, is that the person, I guess the way that it works in the Virginia court system is you have like a code that you put into a system online and then you have to input your birthday. Birthday. So I think that that alludes to the fact that it's not in fact an error or like, oops, sorry, I thought, you know, we have the same first and last name or I just read the name and I didn't think my 77-year-old mom or dad or whoever it was was going to get summoned for Judy, for Judy, for Jerry. I actually didn't know that they summons people or they summon people at that age, but what do I know? Um, yeah, so I think it's really, yeah, like I, I, I don't know. I feel like at a certain point, like, are you really going to ask someone to go report for jury duty? I don't know. But anyway, so yeah. that I think is one bit of information they're going to need to clarify. Like they obviously just need to speak to this person and say, what the fuck happened? And realistically, like, what are the chances of, oh, I got the name wrong and then I use their information and then I happen to select their birthday when I went to fill it out. So, yeah, 
I'm inclined to think that legally, and maybe we should do an episode on this, or you know, I can certainly ask um, my friends who are attorneys, like legally speaking, it sounds like she's probably entitled to another trial. But my thing is like their entire defense is now out in the open. Yeah. What what does she hope to gain? Yeah. Like what will another trial do? Honestly. Um, I think she just doesn't want to pay the 8.3 million, which understandably so. I don't even think she has the money to be honest. Um, But yeah, yeah, it's kind of wild to me that also, how wasn't this discovered before? <laughs> like, I think that's the crazy thing is like, nobody checked yeah. people's fucking IDs going into this. Like, I don't understand. How did like, this like literally slip through the understand. cracks? Like, how don't. did this slip? Through? It's kind of, it's crazy. Right. Um, I also want to know like how much legal trouble this juror is in. I know. Um, and also, to be honest, I think she's just like wasting time and money because at the end of the day, nobody really believes her. I, I hate to say it, but I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Um, and I, like you said, her whole defense is already out there. Um, I guess maybe they could be strategic based on how Johnny Depp like presented or his team presented their arguments. Um but yeah, I just I just don't see this going well. Like, why are we playing like a round two here, knowing damn well mm-hmm. that everyone has seen how this trial has played out and it's not in your favor, homegirl? Yeah. I also, to that point, again, maybe we can ask an attorney about this, but like, what is like almost, what is the point of a retrial? Is that whatever, mistrial, retrial, whatever it's called? Because it, it, exactly, right? Like everybody, there is already bias. Like you can't, you yeah. can't now remove when they're like throw out all the evidence, like, blah, blah, blah. Like everybody knows about this case already. It was, it was viral. And so I don't know. I'm inclined to think that regardless, like if I were Johnny Depp, I would say like, how are you going to have another trial that's unbiased and objective and all the above when literally I would bet like a large percentage of any juror that they're going to select is already going to have a preconceived notion that she is in the wrong. So I don't know. I agree. I agree. That's how I feel. And that's yeah. the tea. And that's the tea. Um, there is one last thing, but I'm just going to make a quick mention of it. We don't really need to go over it. But like, I don't know if you've seen these articles about how Gen C is losing their fucking mind over the new Minions movie. Yes. And I was really wondering, like, why is this happening? Like, why are people dressed up as Minions? And why are theaters now banning people from getting dressed up as Minions because of this craze all of a sudden? Um, and I thought about it and I realized... It's because of a generational thing. Like, you know, like minions are mm-hmm. to Gen Z what like Shrek was for our generation, for example, yeah. or whatever other animated thing. But I think Shrek is pretty comparable. Um, but I just thought it was weird that people were dressing up as fucking minions and then trashing movie theaters to go see this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I had seen something about like, how do you get a thing of like a garbage can of bananas into the theater? I've actually never seen the minions movie, so I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> And it went right over my head and I was like, oh, just so some, another stupid viral trend that people are doing. And I didn't realize that there was like, it was there, there, there's a reason for it. I thought again, it was just like another stupid, like the tortilla challenge. And I was like, oh, there goes Gen Z again. Um, And when I saw this and I realized obviously that there is a direct correlation, there's like a reason behind it in my head. I was just like, oh, that's because Gen Z are literally like 12 and they're immature as a general rule. If you ask me, sorry, you all know how I feel about Gen Zers. Hold on, but like Gen Z also like docked the Supreme Court. Did did you hear about this? How like Gen Z apparently put out all their addresses, but then also credit cards. And so people are buying like a whole bunch of shit on 
justice's credit cards. So, okay, again, but that's also just like ignorance because you realize that you're not actually fucking over the Supreme Court because they are not going to be liable for those purchases. You're literally just, you're just fucking over the credit card companies, which I'm not saying is right or wrong, but... The point that I'm trying to make, though, is that like Gen Z is just like on a whole nother fucking level. They're wild. It's totally okay to dox the Supreme Court, but then also dress up as a minion before going to the movies to see this like weird movie. (laughs) It's, yeah. The dichotomy of it really just cracks me up, to be honest. I'm very scared of Gen Z, to be honest. And I'm like wondering if I should have just said that I how I really feel about them. But you know what it is, what it is. I'm a millennial. I'm old. I'm cranky. I sleep wrong sometimes. Um, but it, they, they are like a wild, wild, like wild bunch. Bunch wild of, bunch. I, I don't, I can't understand them. It's like, you want to be in the nineties. Although we did, we did talk about this last night. Like, Hey, you want to bring the nineties back? And someone was like, shave your, shave your eyebrows. Let's see how committed you really are to the nineties. Oh, this is like a trend now. The shaving of the eyebrows. Like that's becoming a thing again. No, it's not. Oh, no, it is on TikTok? Oh, 100% is becoming a thing. Oh, again. I'm dead. All right. Yeah, we're done. Okay. See, there we go. And on that note, shaved eyebrows and all. <laughs> we'll see we y'all on Wednesday. Know. We'll see you Wednesday. <laughs>So there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us again on The Basic and the Brain. Be sure to join us next week for our next spin on intellectualizing our basic bitch interests. Be sure to join us and don't forget to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tweet us at Basic and Brain and follow us at The Basic and the Brain on Instagram. Give us feedback. Tell us what you love, what you don't love. Tell us what topics you'd like for us to cover. And we'll talk to you all later. 